Welcome to episode 42 of Shame Talks. This is part three of the Snow Trilogy. We are completing our Snow Trilogy tonight. He has been on with us the last two weeks while we've been talking about all this comic book nerd shit. And I am very honored and happy that we were able to do a third episode. We had some scheduling issues last week and so uh, we got pushed back a week. But I did not want to finish out the comic book movies without all of our schedules working out for snow to be on here. So I am very excited that snow is joining Jason and I again this week. I'm honored. Um, I'm honored. I was, I was not able to get beers to everybody this week. So we're all drinking something different. Uh, I will start. I am drinking my current favorite beer right now. It is, I'm turning it the wrong way. It is lacto cooler. It is a lime orange sour, literally the most sour beer I've ever had in my life. And it tastes exactly like ecto cooler, which I loved when I was growing up. So it, it hits you with lacto cooler. Lacto cooler. Sounds like some kind of. Uh, if you need to poop, you drink it. Kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it, the, the beer itself is an absolute beautiful green color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, it hits you with a super sour lime up front, and then the uh, the orange flavor lingers through the rest of the beer. It is magnificent. Okay, go lacto. Jason, what are you drinking this week? Uh, I. Think it's that check one that you just that you got oh, me last week. The four day ray check uh check logger. Yeah. Check something, but it's a check logger. How is it? It's fine. It's got fine. it's a little dry for me. It's uh, it's like a, a tame IPA essentially. Oh, okay. Like uh it, it tastes good up front, but it's got that harsh IPA aftertaste. So well that is a bummer. But I'll drink it. Snow, what are you drinking this week? Uh, on Earth, well, it's not tax season, so never mind. But uh, oh. good old Taxman exemption there. Nice shout out to our buddy Troy that works uh, at Taxman. So that's cool that at least one of us is drinking his beer this week. I'm a big fan of everything they do. Yeah, uh, Jason and I, uh, next week, uh, we are going to be able to drink uh, their Maple Barrel uh, Quadruple. So... Uh, it's a big boy I've warned Jason about. Uh, nice 10 percenter, but I'm looking forward to Jason and I drinking that one next week. Time to know um, yeah, you guys watch anything that you care to talk about uh, that sticks out with you in the last week or two? What did I watch? So I watched Lockdown last night, I think, with the wife. Lockdown? Yeah, the Chiwetel Echafor. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, okay. And Hathaway, uh, Max Original. Basically, during COVID, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very, actually, very good. Character okay. driven, considering it's all, you know, a lot of Zoom sure. conversations. Okay. And, you know, somehow turns into a big heist at the end, but whatever. Okay. But not a bad flick for a low budget. That, that movie couldn't cost more than a mil. It was all done I, on Zoom. I like <laughs> both of them. So I've, I've been curious about it, but not, not enough yet to, to fire it up. Uh, it was actually pretty damn good. I was impressed by it for, you don't see a lot of story or character driven movies nowadays. So nice. That's awesome. Mayor, anything, I mean, well, you and I both watched a quiet place this week. You liked it a lot more than I did. I I saw that one too. Yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a worthy successor to the first one. Uh, I don't feel like they retreaded the same water as the first one. Um, it's, it, I don't think A Quiet Place needed a sequel, but I'm glad that this was the sequel that they gave us. Killian did a good job, I think. I think he crushed oh. it with his little yeah. parts that he was in. And you can tell that they're building a whole universe 
of sorts with it. I, I, hope that it I hope that it's done. I would, nah. I would love for it to be done, but I don't I, think so. Not after the way that ended. I'm pretty sure they're gonna. It's got to be a trilogy. Yeah, and I mean, as we talked last week, that's the thing that everybody is trying to do now is create universes. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they do spin off universes with some of the characters we've met on the show so far or on the two movies so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other thing that I watched that I was like, oh, I could talk about that on the podcast? Was, uh, mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing, man. I can't remember wow. what it was. Drink it away. <laughs> um, no but um yeah oh i no i just saw the one in the theater last week which was a quiet place too mm-hmm. i'm pumped um th- by the time we do our next podcast i'll have watched uh wrath of man with jason statham i'm excited yes. about watching that and i'll probably have watched um at least one other movie by then um and then Man, I am so mad because I was like, I know I watched this and I should say it. Oh, it's uh, it's the Netflix movie, the Army. the 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 band, the Army of the uh, Dead. Uh, um, oh my god, smarter than this guys. Come on, break oh, up. the dirt, the, the dirt. dirt. There you go, Machine Gun Kelly's movie is what I was trying to think. Oh of. my goodness, think of Machine Gun yeah. Kelly, the, the Motley Crew, Motley Crew, there, Motley Crew. Thank you. Yes, the mile. Yeah. So I didn't. So um. Nikki Six wrote a book a long time ago. They're yeah. a bass player, and it was all it was called Kickstart My Heart. And it was t- about him dying and going through all the the drugs and the alcohol oh, and, yeah. and, and everything. Um, I didn't know like I was kind of interested in the dirt, and it was in my queue on Netflix, but then my brother was like, You need to watch it at least the first five minutes. It's crazy. And I was like, All mm-hmm. right. Fine. So then I was um I popped it on. And after watching the whole thing, you find out that it was written by Motley Crue. They executive produced the movie as well. <laughs> so it was one of those moments where I was like, well, okay, so maybe all this stuff did happen or they sure. embellished a little bit. Who knows? But yeah, like um, it was it for being a direct to Netflix biopic. I, I found myself really enthralled with it and just like I was going to only watch like the first 15, 20 minutes. I was like, I'll I'll turn I turned it on at like one thirty or two o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm just going to watch a couple of minutes. I'm going to go to bed. Next thing I know, it was four o'clock in the morning <laughs> before, I turned it, before I rolled over to fall asleep. So, nice. um, so have you seen the movie? Huh? I have not, but I've heard the same thing. I've heard it was actually a lot better than anyone thought it would be. So. I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm really, I'm a, I'm not saying I'm a big Motley Crue fan, but I know they are kind of rock legends. And actually, I did enjoy uh, Nikki Six's Heroin Diaries album. That was actually a random rock album that I actually liked. I don't know nice. why, but I did. And then uh, seeing what's happening with Sebastian Stan becoming oh, Tommy as Lee. Tommy Lee, yeah, yeah. And that poor British girl who was somehow trying to be Pam, which I can't problem. lie, man. That Lily James, who you're talking about, that picture they yeah. released of the two of them, she Spinning looked image. on like Pamela Anderson. Oh, yeah. The Baywatch outfit and everything. And I've known for, I mean, every role I've seen her in, she's like four cup sizes smaller than Pam. Oh, yeah. So they, they did some serious prosthetics in there. But face wise, I'm like, holy crap, that's yeah. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I, um, I didn't know Machine Gun Kelly was in the dirt like oh really i didn't know a whole lot about i knew i wanted to watch the movie i didn't care who was in it because i 
my my brother, my older brother Mike used to listen to Motley Crue constantly. Um, so I was I was sold to like watch it just because of me enjoying the music. Sure. Um, and I got to the end before I pulled up IMDb to start looking up people because I was trying not to get my movie interrupted. And uh, so I was kind of surprised that I didn't, I guess I never knew what Machine Gun Kelly really looked like. So I didn't know he played Tommy and yeah, yeah, like I liked him as Tommy. He did a good job in it. So weird enough, there's not been a movie I have not liked him in and I hate to admit that. I yeah, like he's it's one of the people small. that I I started liking his music just because I felt like he was like a, a modern rocker version of Eminem in my opinion. Yeah, and, like I just started seeing him in movies like Nerve and um, yeah, Nerve something else that he did, and, and I was like, but... man, like I kind of like him as an actor. Also, like I dig the guy. Yeah, I thought Nerve was a really weird movie, and he was actually really good in it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so I, other than A Quiet Place, don't really have any movies that I watched this week, but I do want, I'm wearing my, uh, my Richmond jersey again today, just to always pimp out. If you have not watched, uh, Ted Lasso, watch Ted Lasso. It's the best show that has ever been released on television. Um, <laughs> well, okay, fine. It's near the top. It's really there good. There we go. Uh, if, if you need to pick me up, if you're, if you're in a bad mood, if you got stuff going on in your life, like it will make you laugh. It will, it will emotionally hit you. I'll watch. Watch Ted Lasso, it's amazing. And the other reason is, as uh, bizarre as it's going to sound, I, I have been reading again. I bought a book. I haven't bought a book a, in a long time. What's a book? It's a book. It's it's pages uh, where you read them. Uh, but trees? I bought a book trees. about the year 1999 because yeah. it is my all-time favorite year for movies. I think it, from well, every, from every week, there's pretty much something that, that holds up today that was groundbreaking or, or different and visionary at the time. Uh, and so I've always wanted to write a book about 1999, but I Google searched and found out that uh, there's already a book about 1999 called best movie ever or best yeah. movie ever. Um, and me and the author are pretty much on the same page about everything that I've read so far going through the book. And I honestly, I think our friend Troy, when he was on the podcast with us, I'm pretty sure he told me about that book. Uh, but I had forgotten about it. So, Troy, if that's the book that you were telling me about, I did finally buy it. Um, so, yeah, so I really have been reading more uh, in the last two weeks because I bought that book and just want to see, like, the, he interviews a bunch of, like, directors that were directing movies in 99. He interviews a bunch of cast that was working on movies in 99. So you hear backstories mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. There's a story in there about the New Year's Eve party that Brad Pitt and David Fincher were at and this huge prank that they pulled on uh one of the guys that was working on fight club with them was apparently a big prankster like on on the set of fight club so they pulled this huge prank on him jason like almost on the level of what mark's dad pulled on us at our new year's eve party at the end of 99 like they were at this resort in mexico somewhere and literally had all the electricity shut off while they were while they were you know partying at 1999 for the whole y2k thing like it's an amazing story about this prank they pulled on him but so yeah, I've been reading a lot. Well played. Okay. I love the cover of that book. I was literally trying to figure out every movie. All the movies? Yeah. You know, I think the only one, because I couldn't really make it out, The Chicken and White, um, who that was. So I couldn't tell which movie that was. There's a girl in the white in the middle. Right up here? Right there. Yeah, right there. Who is that? Uh, Kirsten Dunst. I believe oh. it is from... Interview with a Vampire? 
Uh, that was not in 1999. Oh. That was in 1991. Okay. Uh, that would be, I want to say, maybe the Virgin Suicides. That sounds oh. wrong. Yeah, I think that's I think that's Kirsten Dunst from the Virgin Suicides. Yeah, that was one I only watched like once, but I remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was Sofia Coppola's first directorial movie, I think. Uh, it mm-hmm. is the Virgin Suicide, so you are correct on that. It did come okay. out in 1999, and Sofia, Sofia Coppola. Coppola uh, I'm pulling up her director list. She did stuff starting in 1993, so oh, okay. But most of it's oh, that's all short films. So yeah, it's her first yeah. major so. feature. Well played. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. and so start of Sofia Coppola's career, and she's had a pretty decent one. Uh, so if you've been listening to the other two weeks that we've had snow on here, we've gone three hours and then last week we kept it to a reasonable two hours, but this week we have 103 movies to talk about. So, oh my God, this one's going to go on for a while. Uh, the, first thing, the first thing I want to start with is in, in modern comic book uh, movies, uh, pretty much everything really kickstarted in 2000 with the first X-Men movie. Like that was kind of the thing that made comic book movies credible, and I mean, we we we'll get to Blade in '98, but that probably paved the way for X Men. But X Men was the one that, like Blade wasn't a huge like blockbuster in any way, like X Men. No, but so I would say there would be no MCU without X Men. For sure, that's my thoughts. It 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 gave credibility to comic books mm-hmm. and because spider-man followed that and without that with patrick stewart and little mm-hmm. known hugh jackman and hell let's throw halle berry in there and ian mckellen i mean that's pretty much jump-started the whole mcu i definitely agree uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna run down what i call the x universe uh we're gonna talk about these movies uh we can talk about them as a group we can pick out individual ones but in 2000 we had the first x-men Three years later, we had X2, which is probably the best out of everything in the X universe. Uh, Three years later, we got X-Men The Last Stand, which is, let me check Jason, according to Jason's list, it is the worst of all the X-Men movies that have ever been made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three years after that, we got X-Men Origins Wolverine, which Jason has a lot higher than I would ever put it. (laughs) Um, uh, Two years after that, we got our, our soft reboot. Uh, where they went back and did X-Men First Class. Uh, following that, we got the random The Wolverine put in there. Um, then, let's see, a year after that, we got X-Men Days of Future Past, which is one of my favorites. Um, uh, it's one of my favorites because I really enjoy their use of Logan or love Wolverine. And then I really like the future sequences. I love, I like the future stuff far better than I like the seventies stuff. Agreed. Um, but I, I love blink as a character. So, so them fighting mm-hmm. the Sentinels and blink doing blink stuff is really awesome. Uh, it's not Tomahawk. What's the, what's the native Warpath. American Warpath, Warpath. Thank you. Uh, Warpath, like jumping through her holes and whatnot to, uh, to fight the Sentinels is a, is an amazing sequence. Yeah, he jumped um, through those holes. <laughs> uh, two years after that, we got X-Men Apocalypse, which is very near the bottom of Jason's list. I agree with that. Uh, in 2016, we got Deadpool, which as, as, as good as the X-Universe had been doing, for whatever reason, probably because of Ryan Reynolds, like, yep. and Deadpool was a good movie. Uh, yep. Deadpool kind of exploded for, for comic book movies, like 
as mainstream cinema, I would I would say. And then the next year they followed it with Logan, which isn't even really a comic book movie as much as it is just a really Western. good dramatic Western type movie. Yeah. 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 It's a shame. It's a spaghetti Western. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was so well done. Uh, 2018, we got Deadpool 2, which was a pretty terrible sequel, in my opinion. Uh, I loved the cable aspects of it, but some of the other storylines, yeah. the, the jail pr- or prison stuff was really dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, it was uh, forced. Yeah, I, I didn't really buy the kid uh, that he was trying to stop, the fire yep. starter kid. Uh, after Deadpool 2, we had another dud with the Dark Phoenix, which unfortunately I had high hopes for because as I showed a week or two ago, like the Dark Phoenix saga was my introduction into the X-Men like when I was a kid. So like, mm-hmm. I've had high hopes for Dark Phoenix twice and never got it. Uh, mm-hmm. Failed on mm-hmm. both times. Uh, and then just last year during COVID, when theaters tried to reopen, we got the new Mutants, which I enjoyed for the most part. Um, I, I want to address Jason's list real quick. So we're going to go down Jason's list. And then, Snow, I want to hear your feedback on it. Um, Jason, I didn't get the date on here, but recently Jason reordered his, his X-Men. What's that? It was May 22nd. Right, but that was in 2014. So did you? I was sharing. You, you re-shared it on the day. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, literally just like a little over a week ago, uh, he reposted his new X-Men franchise order, and it goes X2, which I totally agree with. Great. The first X-Men, totally Great. agree with that one being at the top. Deadpool, totally agree with that one being at the top. Logan, okay. totally agree with Logan being at the top. So I would honestly, well, and then you have Days of Future Past as five. I would probably say those are my five also. I, and three, four, and five are kind of, I kind of like them all on uh, the same. But again, because I really only like half of Days of Future Past, I, I'd be fine with that in fifth place. Snow, your, your top five feelings on those? So we're including Deadpool in the X universe. In the X universe, yes. I can see that. So absolutely, X2. I mean, the first five minutes of X2 is probably better oh, than anything. The Nightcrawler sequence is awesome. Just, just brought me to tears as a kid. It was great. All the feels. But uh, X2 and definitely the X1 right after that. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, I would probably put on my third. Four and five is a little tricky. I'm, I actually did enjoy First Class. Okay. First Class is what Jason has in sixth place. Okay. So I would put that around my fourth. Okay. And uh, fifth place, I would probably actually put Logan. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so sixth for Jason was uh, first class. Then he had the Wolverine in seventh. I would put it right, um, Wolverine right after Logan. I enjoyed that. Then, then here's where Jason and I start to, to differ a little bit because he has Deadpool 2 and X-Men Origins Wolverine right there in the middle. And he has it above yes. New Mutants. Which Ooh. I I am a huge fan of New Mutants. I really enjoyed it. Huh. Like it's like Bloomhouse presents. <laughs> sure, it didn't dive into it well enough to me. Okay, yeah. okay. like nothing was really fleshed out in New Mutants, and that and then we did it four times. <laughs> well, but if you, well, if you if you didn't know the New Mutants at all, and you were just watching these movies, the New Mutants is kind of a weird anomaly where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now okay. I'm a, I'm an X-Men fan have been all my, uh, I won't say all my life, but like 34 years of my life, 35 years of my life. Um, so 
New Mutants is something. And even when I was younger, I really liked that comic book, um, uh, especially the first run of it. But uh, since I knew all the back stuff with those characters, I, I didn't mind so much that we were getting this like glimpse into their into this universe version. Um, but I, I had issues with the fact that I don't think as a movie that it was fleshed out properly at all. Agree. Yes, that's their biggest pitfall. They, they threw in some fan service with Lockheed and Magic, you know. And, threw and Lockheed was like that when that moment happened. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, I was pumped. Like when yeah. we finally saw the live version of Lockheed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was like, dude, that's freaking awesome. I love it. like, all right, redemption right there. But the rest of it I thought was pretty predictable. And yeah. Like, um, just, you know, like. Yeah. Looking at it because it was something different, and I liked the like attempt at the horror aspect. Because not, I mean, not that I was ever scared in the movie, but I had some tense moments in it. Like the pool scene with the dude on fire was kind of like, oh shit, like wow. Yeah, and and Mm -hmm. what would be really cool is they were so. In case anybody doesn't know who's listening, you New Mutants was shot was screened for Fox executives. Fox said, let's reshoot some stuff. Let's make it scarier, grittier. Let's go for that aspect. But then the Disney merger happened. And when that happened, Disney got a hold of it. And then the Fox people's opinion was gone. And mm-hmm. then the Disney people were just like, eh, we'll just release it the way it is instead oh. of shooting anything. So they yeah. they released it as is. I think this is probably an incomplete movie that mm-hmm. literally... Um, There's a Snyder cut somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, on top of that, they they said that they were contractually obligated to release this movie into theaters before they yep. could ever release it anywhere else. Yep. So they had to release it into movie theaters so that they could do whatever else they wanted with it. And since the MCU is the MCU and Disney finally got all of its property back with this, I don't I don't blame Disney for just releasing it because then they're like, in ten years we're gonna do this our way anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my question really have to spend any money for it like yeah it just, go ahead my question i want to address with your list from 2014 and then your redoing of it this year uh in the eight years days of future past jumped way up on your list from where like it leapfrogged a couple of movies and and was put higher than some of the newer movies that came out what changed your opinion on days of future past um, well, just like you, when it came out, I totally was like all the future stuff, mm-hmm. seeing Bishop and seeing Blink, like yep. it was, it was, and seeing like that version of Iceman was just yeah. so damn cool, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it is the Zack Schneider cut of X Men, and kind of like it, it's like it was just one of those moments where you're watching it, and dude, I was pumped every time that was in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't. There were a lot of aspects when he traveled, like the traveling in time through his own mind kind of thing. I, I that kind of annoyed me and bugged me. Um, I think one of the things I, everybody was so hyped on Quicksilver at that time when they yep. released that movie that I, I kind of maybe it was just because it was so popular that I was like, eh, but um. Those scenes were done really well. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and I've watched this movie more re- like in the recent past, within the last year or two, and it was, and I found myself enjoying aspects of it way more than I remembered enjoying it when I watched it in the theater. Right. So, 
So yeah, like uh, Days of Future Past jumped up way high there. Deadpool 2, the reason why that's kind of just in the middle is because I agree with you on the cable stuff. And then mm-hmm. when they did the X-Force thing, that was great. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Besides that, it's a Disney movie before <laughs> Disney got the Fox rights to it. Because like, again, no real bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just misunderstood. Let's read and the juggernaut, stuff. bitch. <laughs> well, like even the juggernauts, like barely in this movie, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His ominous, like, presence, yeah, foreshadowing until the end type deal. Yeah, but then they don't even really use him for my, in my opinion. Yeah. They don't. They, I, I did I, like that it was Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But the only thing that kind of bugs me about the uh, the Deadpool movies is I liked Daniel Cutmore, uh, Colossus, yeah. Cutmore. Uh, I like his Colossus a lot. Sure. I thought, uh, and and both Deadpool movies kind of make him into this side kick, sure, comedic character, and it doesn't really fit who he is as a character. Well, so, I, speaking of Daniel Cudmore, I think you've got some stuff to talk about with him and uh, some of your posters. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Shane, you can show these posters up yep. real quick. I will so, I will put them uh, up while you're talking about them. My first one that I have is the teaser poster from the first X-Men movie, and it is signed by Taylor Maine, who played Sabretooth. Uh, yep. I met him in 2000, right after this movie came out, pretty much. Um, we got to meet him. We also went to a Q&A with Ray Park, but he was charging for autographs before people charged for autographs. Um, uh, so Taylor Maine signed our assigned that poster. Isn't um, it Tyler? Isn't it Tyler Maine? Tyler. I think it's Tyler. I think it's okay, Tyler. We'll go Tyler. We'll go Tyler Maine. Uh, you know, he looks like a Tyler. We're gonna go with Tyler. <laughs> oh, second one, literally one of the most beautiful women I've ever had the pleasure to actually put my eyeballs towards. Uh, it's Kelly Hugh, and she played Lady Deathstrike in the second one. Uh, she's more beautiful in person than I think I've ever seen her on any screen, to be completely honest. Wow. A gorgeous lady. Um, and she was super, super nice. I think that was in, was that 02 when, when we went, Shane? Yeah. No, no, no. Hold on. It would have been 03. It was the summer it was, of 03. It was, okay. Yeah. Um, so then that was my second one. And my last one's Daniel uh, Cudmore, or, um, who played Colossus. I got his signature, and that was here in Indy? Sounds right. <laughs> Pretty sure it was here in Indy. I think you're right about Pop-Con, that. Or I think it was the first PopCon that, uh, that they had. Um, I went to that and had him sign that third teaser poster. So here I have the original trilogy posters, all signed by somebody in somebody. the movie, um, uh, which I think is, you know, I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn there and be super happy about the fact that I have those. Those awesome. And my Serenity poster and my Titan AE poster signed by Joss Whedon um, before we hated him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Love the work, hate the man. That's fine. So, um, but yeah, so those X-Men posters are something awesome. Um, do you have other X-Men stuff to show off? I do. We were talking about uh, I'm the Juggernaut Bitch. Oh, nice. Issue number number 12. It's actually in pretty decent shape. Yeah. Um, I I won't even try to guess on what kind of scale that that is. Um, This is actually the first X-Men comic that I ever purchased for myself. That's awesome. 
X Men two seventy five. Um, this is when I started collecting, and so this was nineteen ninety one when I started collecting, um, which was uh, which is kind of funny because uh, then the they relaunched X Men from being just an uncanny X Men title to the uh, to just doing X Men title as well, mm-hmm. and this is issue oh, one. Yeah. This oh. is the deluxe edition. That looks familiar. I think I've seen that before. And all three of us. They were just handing those out to everybody. Oh, look at that. <laughs> all and Chris three Claremont of us was just signing them edition, all. Deluxe oh, yeah. edition signed by Chris Claremont. So That is oh, hilarious. Yeah. Probably my first comic book I collected, too, back in 91. So, yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Um, this is not in that good of a shape. Or, not good shape. But... It is an original printing of X-Men number one from 1963. That is so, amazing. Is that a reprint or an actual? Um, no, this or... is actual. This is actual oh, number dude. one. Um, retirement right there. I Well, not, not in the condition that it's in, but it yeah, still gets you something. I still am quite happy the fact that I own that. Yeah. So uh, on your, on your collecting, uh, isn't there only like two or three issues left that you need to have the full run at some point? The full run that I want. It's not the full. Oh, oh so okay, okay. The last one that I need is unfortunately giant sized X Men number one, which mm. is the most expensive of all the uh, oh, yeah. issues. So, gotcha. um, like Snow, there. This is my X Men number one signed by Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. Jim Lee's and Chris Claremont's down here. Yeah. Uh, so I have that. Then the only other thing that I really love, as far as my X Men collection goes. Um, uh, we were talking about Lockheed, or I'm um, sorry, uh, we were talking about. Um, oh my goodness, it is Lockheed, right? No, yeah, um, the dragon, the dragon, yeah, yeah, okay. Lockheed. My brain, my I was like, they named it after the plane, right? Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I was thinking I screwed that up. So, um, this is actually my very favorite X Men comic ever. So, this is issue 153. Kitty Pride is telling a story to Ileana, uh, trying to get her to go to sleep, and she turns all of the X-Men into um, a fun pirate, like, adventure story while she's telling. That's pretty this, cool. is signed, this is signed by Chris Claremont up the top, and then Dave Cockrum right here, who is the uh, – Chris Claremont's the author, Dave Cockrum's the artist. So, That's awesome. Yeah, this is this is literally my favorite of all the – it's just kind of it's it was just so different and out of the left field as far as like a story for the x-men and one of the reasons why i enjoyed the x-men growing up so much was it was so much about like their 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 team dynamic that was so much more of like a family and all these people from different backgrounds all kind of coming together because of their mutant uh gene and then but like just being awesome as a family so um yeah that's my those are my those are my holy grails as far as that stuff goes. Those are some pretty badass stuff. Snow, I asked you if you had any uh, X Men stuff to show off right now. I have so much crap in this basement; it's kind of hard to <laughs> narrow it down. Narrow it down, gotcha. But uh, as far as that, you saw the Chris Claremont Jim Lee one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as my Pride and Joy signatures, that's really up there. Awesome. You can happen to gaze up there. You'll yeah. see. Uh, Two new mutants. Oh there. yeah! First appearance of Deadpool, signed by Rob Liefeld. And he owns awesome. The first appearance of Cable, signed by Rob Liefeld. 
Super cool. Uh, so that's the. I've seen Infinity Gauntlet comic up there also. That's the one. Uh, first appearance of Thanos, uh, nice. signed by Jim Starlin, the guy who came out with Thanos. So he's probably still getting money off of that somehow, or that's actually, awesome. That's great over one way or another, but. But uh, yeah, between that Claremont issue, that pretty much got me started collecting. Awesome. Uh, as far as comic books go in general, I thought that was just a beautiful cover, especially when you put them all together. Mm-hmm. And they released the one you can unfold and have four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I, bought, I, I, I can't tell you, I probably bought like a total of six different copies of the deluxe over the time, over time. Oh yeah. Just nice. because oh, yeah. they got so overprinted that you could buy them at Comic Cons for like cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I picked up a few. I think like when I got that one signed by um, Chris Claremont, I'm pretty sure I picked that up at a con because I was like, "Oh crap! I don't, I didn't bring. <laughs> I want, I want that signed." Um, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, I used to take them apart and use like the and like I hung the inner the inner of the the front cover was mm-hmm. also how you could you could put it up. Yep. And I actually hung up the poster because nice. I thought the poster was yeah. awesome. So. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Well, that's uh, unless you guys got anything else to say about the X-Men universe and all those movies, do we do we touch on everything or you got anything left to say about them? Last thing I'm going to say is um, uh, The Last Stand is the worst one easily for me uh, just for the simple fact that like there's things that in that movie that make no sense whatsoever. And if oh, yeah. Singer hadn't left to go make Superman returns, Brian mm-hmm. or um, Brett Ratner was going to be Superman. And, <laughs> and I would have rather him make Superman and us yep, to yep. Get, actually get the Brian Singer trilogy. Um, and, and uh, I will totally agree with snow that first class, I thought was a lot better than I was ever expecting it to be. So yeah, I was shocked. I kind of enjoyed it for a movie taking place in the past like that. I will say, considering this, that whole franchise was pretty much built upon Hugh Jackman's back mm-hmm. and Wolverine being the main character in most of it. The only thing that drove me crazy is that is not how Wolverine ever was supposed to look like, but for sure. Hollywood intents and purposes, Wolverine was like shorter than me and 300 pounds and furry as hell. <laughs> And but, it's if you don't know snow, it's hard to be shorter than snow. Exactly. It's like Kevin <laughs> Hart from Canada, but, <laughs> but 300 pounds and just cusses all the time. But that's not what people pay to see in theaters. So well, and uh, I've said I've said I've said this for over 20 years now. I still want to see Doug Ray Scott's audition for that movie. Since he was originally cast as, as Wolverine. And then he had to back out due to Mission Impossible 2 reshoots. Like, I want <laughs> to see God. what Doug Ray Scott did that originally. Um, He's still too tall. Why am I drawing a blank <laughs> on the director's name now? Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Brian Singer what, what Brian Singer saw in him that made him want Doug Ray Scott instead of Hugh Jackman originally. Huh. Yeah, he got screwed over in the long run. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, All right, so we will move on now. Before we had Tom Holland in the MCU as as Peter Parker, we had five other Spider-Man movies to talk about. We had the (laughs) Sam Raimi trilogy, and then I can't remember the director on on the other two Spider- Mark Webb? Yes, thank you. So then we had two Mark Webb amazing Spider-Man movies. So we had the original Sam Raimi trilogy that gave us uh, Tobey Maguire for three movies. Um, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 
much like X-Men, I probably think the second one's my favorite. Um, I didn't care for the Green Goblin as much as I liked Doc Ock, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we can all agree Spider-Man 3 is absolute trash and garbage. Never happened. I mean, as, as cool <laughs> as... like, And I thought Venom was okay in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Maybe no. not okay. Just don't don't even try to save yourself. All right. So what was it? It was Sandman, Venom, and wasn't there a third villain? Hobgoblin. 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 That's right. Yeah. So so bad. A version of the Hobgoblin. Right. But yeah. Uh, So discussing those three real quick, your you guys' order of them, and how did you feel about Willem Dafoe as the original villain? I love Willem. I pretty much love him and everything he is. Maybe sure. Not Aquaman, but you know, yeah, it was pretty, pretty trash. <laughs> but uh, I will admit, yes, the uh, second one's probably the best. That fight scene with Doc Ock from that clock tower all the way into the subway cart. Yeah, I think that was masterfully done. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, the first one, I think I liked <laughs> the feels you got from it. The first time you got to see him web, web swing, like true sure. web swing. I thought that was amazing. And, you know, they always do the final sequence when he's swinging through New York. And it yep. seems like every uh, final sequence is like a love letter to New York, especially after the sure. towers. Oh, yeah. Everything. So, well, so you bring I, that up. Do you do you remember the original teaser poster for yep. Spider-Man 2? We put the web in between the two towers, but after they went down. That, know, okay, that was the, that was the, the that was a teaser trailer. But do you remember the teaser poster? Did he have the web still in between the two? No, nope. it was just it was a close up on his face, and this, uh-huh. and then one of his eyes was reflecting the twin towers. Were in oh, it. my brother David still has that poster. Oh. I might still have it. I have a whole tube of all of my Spider-Man posters, and I haven't looked through in a while, so I'm I might actually still have that poster too. I just remember them pulling that teaser trailer after they went down. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the teaser, teaser trailer. trailer they, told, they told everybody to destroy the posters. Yep. Wow. So, okay. yeah, if, if you don't know, the teaser trailer was Spider-Man chasing a helicopter, and then he ended up catching the helicopter in a web between the two twin towers. Yeah. And uh, you can still find it on YouTube. It's a it's a pretty cool. Like, it's a minute long trail teaser trailer, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like he ends up catching the helicopter, and it's like really close on the helicopter in the spider web, and then pulls back to show you that he caught it in between the twin towers. And yeah, really cool trailer. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Did you like Andrew Garfield better than Tobey Maguire? I liked his Spider-Man better, I think. Okay. Exactly right. His okay. Spider-Man yeah. is better, but his Peter Parker, Peter Parker. is worse. To, to emo Peter Parker? Yeah. A little bit. And, and little he's bit. not nerdy enough. Is like the like Tobey Maguire really leaned into being a super nerd while he was awkward. Parker. Yeah, he's super awkward. He doesn't even know how to talk to MJ. And then, like this one, he's he knows how to talk to Gwen Stacy. It's just like it's like his. It's almost like in Snow. Feel free to you know chime in on this. It feels to me ever since I've been reading comics that Spider Man is the confident version of Peter Parker. And Peter Parker, when he's not Spider Man, whether he's doing it on purpose or if it's just because he's not confident when he doesn't have the suit on. The Superman theory, but yeah, yeah. So, like, in 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 Amazing Spider-Man one and two, which there are certain aspects that I really really like about these movies, um, but I just feel like he's too smooth and he's still too confident when he is Peter Parker. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, there are moments when Peter, he, when he plays Peter, we, he's got a little stutter in there and a little hesitation, but he definitely, uh, he's not, I guess Toby kind of set the bar when it comes to that kind of awkward teenage angsty nerd in love with a girl, can't have the girl type of thing and never showed an inch of cool. <laughs> we never, we never got a, uh, a Mary Jane in the Amazing Spider-Man's, right? Like, no, both times it was Gwen Stacy. One. It, that one I respect because at least it did follow, you know, Gwen died and they actually touched on that, you know. Dude, that, they actually yeah. had people die and both. I, mean, I can't it, remember. Did the movie do it right? Did he cause her neck to snap in the movie? In the books, yeah, I think in, in the, the books, books yes, but in the movie, did he actually cause her neck to snap? No, no, he, I mean, it's be, she was gonna die no matter what in the movie. So like yeah, okay. he shoots the, the web got her, but and and she's coming down and she's yeah. about to hit the ground, but then he the web grabs a hold of her body literally like a split second too late, and her head snaps back and slams into the concrete into the back. So yeah. it's just a sec, which is close to the book from what I yeah. remember. Yeah, so, and, yeah, that's it's comic book accurate enough. Yeah, yeah. and I have to say, like I'm um, there. <laughs> Uh, I'm an emotional dude. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I cried at Endgame. I cried at Infinity War. Like, yeah, this yeah. one got me too. When she, when that happened to her, when the snap happened, I was like, oh, maybe he saved her. Maybe he <laughs> saved her. And then like he's like holding on to her and he's crying and he's like trying to like get her to wake up or whatever. And then you start seeing the blood coming out of her nose, and I literally yeah. just like immediately just started crying dude like oh yeah that that whole sequence i um shane you know i love 3d Mm -hmm. um i have bought i've i bought amazing spider-man one and spider-man and two both twice one for each movie because the first time i wasn't smart enough to buy the 3d versions but i bought the second time i bought the 3d versions and I'm happy that I have him in 3D because especially when he does shoot to go get Gwen, um, the 3D aspect of it following the um, the web, turns the web shooting it at her. It, yeah. it looks like a hand is actually yeah. trying to reach out for her. It, uh, yeah, that's so awesome. That was a very good scene. I was, it hit all the notes. I, mean, I do have great. to comment, though. Out of, Spider-Man, out of these five, all the Spider-Man movies, yep. I'm probably going... Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man Pan- 3, bottom of this list, easy for me. Yeah, can't argue with that. Yep. I, 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 like, dude, like the dancing sequence alone makes me not want to watch that movie. Uh, finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> finger guns. Yeah. And Bryce Dallas Howard um, was really cute as Gwen, uh, as Gwen Stacy, but like she is just not... <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, like it, it, it was just one of those moments where it just did not work for me at sure. all. No, no, too much. All right. So after Spider-Man, we have uh, the DC movies we're going to talk about. And we've divided them up uh, from the first round of DC movies we got before they attempted to start doing the DC Extended Universe. So starting with 1966, excuse me, we have Batman 66. Uh, <laughs> Then we literally waited 12 years for the first Superman movie. Uh, Two years after that was Superman 2. Three years after that was Superman 3. Four years after that was Superman 4. Uh, 1989 kind of revolutionized things with the upgraded, the Tim uh, Burton version of Batman. 
three years later, he did the second one with Batman Returns. This is the only comic book movie. I'm sorry. This is the only animated movie that I have put on any of these lists. Because obviously we have 104 movies to talk about. If we included all of the animated comic book movies, like we'd be at like 300, 400. Like there's so many animated ones. This is the only one that I felt had to be included on this list of, of DC movies because Batman Mask of the Phantasm is beautiful. One of the best Batman stories ever told. I will have to say we probably should have included in the Spider-Man universe, Spider-Man. Oh, universe. dude, totally. All because right, and one and that's probably the best out of all those. <laughs> yes, sorry. Let's let's rewind a real quick second here. In 2017, I think it was, we got ourselves uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I 100% agree with what Jason just said. That is by far the best Spider-Man movie we have ever been given. On that tops both of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies so far. Like as as good as those are, I'm sorry, man. Like into the spider you had nick cage as a spider-man in that yeah, movie like I, I i really like that movie but um I, I i don't know tom once once we've talked about tom holland but he is pretty much the perfect person the, he, like, he, he's a perfect peter parker for sure i think he's um, a perfect spider-man too like, spider-man and parker i think he well, yeah, I mean, that, i'm sorry that's the way that's, that they write the way that they write his dialogue so that he is quit quitted yes and, and funny and but awkward when he's Peter still and it's just mm-hmm. I, I think I think as far as a Peter Parker movie goes that that's the best that Tom Holland's the best Peter Parker that we're getting but I will three say, different oh, Peter Parkers but like Spider Man into the Spider Verse with Miles Morales being in there yeah um, I'm not even I wasn't even that huge of a Miles Morales fan but that movie was so great so good. Yeah, and the, the story was good. Everything it was, yep. it was what everything needed. Everybody needed. It was perfect. Yeah, perfect. and the animation style was so weird uh, yep. and awesome at the exact same graffiti time. Graffiti like, with CG somehow. I don't know. It, yep. it was beautiful. And, and it with had moments. Color. It had moments <laughs> where it still had like the dots that we had like back in the eighties and nineties, like when comics mm-hmm. weren't like crisp like they are now like you some of the animation styles were literally in the styles of like the 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 dots making the colors and stuff like that it was so so fun and cool great soundtrack and again a good story uh mm-hmm. flipping doc ock into a female was pretty cool um and and worked well for for the story they told yeah you are 100% right. That is a second animated one that 100% deserves to be on this list because it is it is better than those last five Spider-Man movies that we talked about. It, and Marvel's first Oscar, I think. Their first, definitely their first Best Picture because they oh. won best, best Animated Feature that year. Yep. And, and, and rightfully so. It was it was a yeah. beautifully made movie. So, you know, fuck oh. Disney. It, it kind of crushed it. <laughs> Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, so Mask yeah. of the Phantasm was 93. 95, we got Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones in a Batman movie yeah, uh, with with uh, Batman Forever. And then we got Chris O'Donnell in Batman and Robin with Alicia Silverstone. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You can't, you can't stop. You said Batman yep. and Robin, right? So yep. you brought up Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. You are totally glossing over the fact that we had Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman, Drew Barrymore, Vivica okay. A. Fox, like, oh yeah, yep. Like you, like Batman and Robin is literally like the who's who of who's hot right now. Yep, yeah, that's cram in a movie. Everybody into that film. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger's maybe worst movie of all time. I agree. 
And, I'd say it's even worse than Hercules in New York, and I never saw that. <laughs> so. And not only that, it killed the Batman franchise for eight years until they decided to reboot it. Rightfully um, so. Yes, Christopher yeah. Nolan came along and gave us a, a good trilogy, a, a good first movie, an amazing second movie, and a complete turd of a third movie. It's um, not as big of a turd when you watch it a second time. Really? Okay. It gets better. So, we had we had Batman be, we had Batman Begins in 05. 06 rebooted Superman with Superman Returns. Directed by um, Brett Ratner. Oh, Singer. Singer. Oh, Brian Singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Best part about Superman Returns. Um, so I was pumped. I'm a huge Superman fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Show us the tattoo, man. Um so um yeah, we cool. <laughs> Oh shit! I guess I should have asked Snow to show us like eight tattoos already. If we're going to talk about nerd <laughs> tattoos, yeah, Spider Man, Wolverine, Stan Lee. Don't, don't ask him yeah, to bend over. Wolverine one. Yeah, the Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. You got Spider Man and Stan Lee on the other Spider-Man. one. Spider Man. Excelsior with Stan right now. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So nerd tattoos flying. Oh yeah. So uh, Superman Returns. I thought it was a weird way to go about that saga um i don't think that brian singer pulled it off very well but i like well, it's a direct sequel to superman 2 right it is it is like yeah. it, it skips three and four and just tries to pick up right after two well three and yeah. four kind of comic comedic versions of superman anyway is it, is it, richard pryor in there i was gonna say richard pryor was in three and then four gave us Nuclear, nuclear man. man nuclear yeah. man yeah yeah with some blonde fabian like dude yep fabio yeah fabio yeah um but yes yeah, and, and, and john crier is in that one that like, is when when john crier got cast on supergirl i remember some article was like john crier returns to the superman universe and i'm like what the hell are they talking about? And yeah. then, like, I read the article, and they were like, "He was, you know, Lex Luthor's sidekick in Superman 4. And I was like, "His nephew, I ne- yeah. or ne- His nephew." I never put that together. Like, I, yeah. I knew the exact character they were talking about. I just never really realized that was John Cryer when I was younger. Yeah. So, but yeah, what I really liked about Superman Returns was the best. Uh, let me rephrase that. The problem for me with that movie is that the best sequence is in the is in the first time you're ever seeing Superman back in metropolis because he's saving the plane that lois yeah Um, Yeah. that's the best sequence of the whole movie john ottman's um score which he borrowed from john williams to he still used the original john williams kind of trumpet but he also like punched up certain aspects his his score in that movie is amazing i love his score in that film but overall the movie's just kind of blah Kevin Spacey's just sitting there chewing scenery and going nuts with his role, which is and weirdly enough, my favorite part of that movie. I yeah, mean, it, again, it's man, okay that he did it, and he's I'm a fine. Pariah now, but I think he was probably the best. And I love Gene Hackman, but I loved Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Well, and doesn't doesn't on, doesn't the third huh? act have Super Baby in it or something? Uh, they you get exposed to the fact that yeah, Lois had a kid with Clark, and yeah. yeah. And they kind of hint to that, but they never say that. Or I thought the kid like kicks some metal thing or like a piano. piano. Or, yeah, the piano. yeah, we're yeah, it's Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super great. Uh, the same year, uh, as a promotional thing for Superman Returns, uh, one of the some editor guy found all of the original Richard Donner stuff and was able to put together Superman to the Richard Donner cut. 
because for anybody that that isn't aware, Richard Donner filmed most of Superman 2 and then was fired from the project. They brought in some other dude who I don't think has directed anything else in his life. I, I looked him up at one <laughs> point. I don't think he's ever or he's a comedian director before this or something, but they he came in and finished Superman 2 and gave us the complete garbage that we got. Now, granted, the one thing I will say about the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, uh, well, I okay, Superman 2 is not terrible. No, but it's good. It's I liked it more good. than the first one as a kid. Well, and that and that's totally understandable. And there's a few things in the Donner cut that aren't very good. They don't make a lot of sense. Like uh, he does the fly around the Earth to reverse time again in the Richard yeah. Donner version, which was kind of garbage. But like I enjoy the fact that the Richard Donner cut used all of the leftover Marlon Brando footage instead of instead of Superman talking to Kellel. Jor- no, Jara Zorel. Zorel. No, Lara. Lara, Lara, thank you. Instead of him talking oh, to Lara uh, in the in the uh, Solid- Fortress of Solitude, it's all him talking to his father with with Marlon Brando footage from the first movie. Oh. Uh, so I really I really enjoyed that. I had the more father-son relationship than Go ahead. Richard Lester is the one who directed Superman 2. Okay. He's directed nothing else except, you know, he only directed um, a hard day's night. Beatles. Um, but that was before thing. Superman. Yes, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Um, I thought. Much- I thought what I meant was he hadn't directed anything after Superman two that mattered. Robin and Marion with Sean Connery. But that was in the sixties. Um, uh, so yeah, Superman two. He did Superman three. Oh, I, I stand oh. corrected. And then he did, uh, yeah, you're right. He did nothing after that. I apologize. And I mean, like Superman three, like, Grant, I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. But even as a kid, I remember going, "This is stupid." When they split Clark Kent and Superman into two different people, right, and yeah, like I, even even as like a ten or twelve year old kid, I remember being like, "This is dumb." Like, this isn't even a a, a good movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I sadly did enjoy four when I was younger. But yeah. as I got older and watched it, I realized how much of a piece of garbage it is. Oh, yeah. But uh, what was it, 89? Uh, no, 87. So, yeah, when, when I was, you know, seven to eight years old, I didn't mind it. I thought it was cool to see Superman fight another, you know, super being like that. But, yeah, it, it definitely did not hold up. Um, so we, did, we had the Richard Donner cut in 2006. 2008 was The Dark Knight, and 2012 was The Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, The Dark Knight is is amazing. Uh, we, we put up some polls asking for people's favorite Batman films. It was insane that Batman 1989, the Tim Burton first one, and The Dark Knight tied with the exact same number of votes of people thinking that that's the best Batman movie. I agree. Um, all, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, well, I mean, and I do agree. I love Mask of the Phantasm, but I would still probably put it second to The Dark Knight. And Dude. and I know your argument that The Dark Knight is a Joker movie and not a Batman movie. I will not argue that statement at all. But as far as a full movie goes, I love everything about The Dark Knight. Oh, Christopher yeah. Nolan did an amazing job. And I still, to this day, will, will, will rest or, or bet anything on the fact that had Heath Ledger not passed away we would have gotten an even better third movie. Christopher Nolan planned to use the Joker again in the third movie, 
once Heath Ledger passed away and he wasn't able to complete the trilogy he wanted to, because respectfully so, he did not want to recast the Joker. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But when he couldn't make the movie he wanted to make to finish the trilogy, he I, I literally feel like he phoned in that movie. Just was like, oh, you want to do Bane? That's fine. Oh, you want to make him? You want to make him like this? That that's fine. I don't care. I'm just doing this because it's my contract to make a third one. Exactly. Um, if if we had Heath Ledger's Joker, I feel like the third one probably would have surpassed the second one. I will totally. I don't know. Who knows if that would have happened or not? But if he wanted to make that third movie the way that he had envisioned it. Mm-hmm. I seriously, seriously believe that Jordan Go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have been the perfect substitute for Heath Ledger as the Joker. And I don't mean mm. that with any disrespect towards Heath Ledger whatsoever, because Heath Ledger did an amazing job. But if you watch the mannerisms and the way that uh, JGL like does things, and um, yeah, I think he would have. I think he would have watched enough Heath Ledger stuff and mimicked him almost perfectly well and uh, i mean we've seen we've seen with looper we, we've seen with looper how well he can do when he tries to mimic another actor so i i can't argue your statement at all uh snow what did you say i said it's the 10 things i hate about you reunion <laughs> ish, yep ish, ish. ah 10 things i hate about you released in 1999 the only high school movie <laughs> where the joker uh robin and Mr. Universe all go to school together. <laughs> Fair enough. I did not think about that. Um, one of the other polls that we put up was asking people for their favorite uh, version of Superman. Not necessarily favorite Superman movie, but which which movie had their favorite version of Superman. Um, first place was the 1978 version of Superman, which I would agree with. Christopher Reeve was amazing, even though the movie itself isn't so great. Like He did both halves of the Superman perfect. Uh, and then Man of Steel came in uh, second, which we're going to get to here in a second when we switch over to the DCEU. Um, before we switch over, you guys have anything left to say about the? Is it like, did you, did you guys grow up watching Batman sixty six? Like, yeah, that movie. That, was that movie was hilarious. I have that sub, the Batcopter. Is it really? Yeah, uh, sixty six Batman, uh, and you can ask Dave Richmond that we watched that probably every day. Nice. As kids, and that was my first introduction to any kind of comic book movie. Well, and like, and I mean, I, I, I grew show. up watching the the animated show or not animated the Batman well, sixty six TV show, but that was always just one villain every ep- well one villain for like two episodes because every every episode was a cliffhanger for the next one, so you had the same villain yeah. for two episodes. I loved as a kid being like, oh, they brought four villains together into one into one show and i mean they cut this movie up into four episodes when they aired it on tv so uh, uh, you didn't you didn't have to actually i mean they, i mean they would still air it like saturday afternoons as a whole like two hour movie but they also did in syndication cut it up into four episodes that would play together and so like i always just loved the fact that oh they, they brought all the villains together to fight Batman. oh yeah i remember watching the show i remember waiting to hear for the batgirl part to come in oh, oh yeah Batgirl's gonna be in this one because because uh the opening credits if she was going to be on the show they had like the the bat cycle go across or something yeah yep. it was something small like that but just enough well, what's kind of funny about batman 66 is warner brothers owns dc mm-hmm. they don't own the rights to this movie why not fox was the ones who distributed this film when it was really made. 
And so now Disney owns the rights to the Batman film. That's hilarious. Yeah, dude. Like, I I looked it up and I was like, because I was trying to figure out if I could buy it digitally or not, or what it was going to cost me. And is it is it out there digitally? I don't know if it is. I was trying to find the two dollar version. Oh, Um, I see. Got you. And 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 stumbled upon that interesting information that essentially now <laughs> freaking Disney owns a Batman movie. That's hilarious. That is insane. Uh, so we will move on to the DCEU now. Um, which out of everything we've talked about so far tonight, this is honestly where I have very little that I enjoy in, in this category. Uh, they started in 2013 with Man of Steel, their their Henry Cavill reboot of Superman, because they, for whatever reason, decided they didn't care for Brandon Routh in Man of Steel, which I didn't mind him at all. To be, to be honest, as much as I didn't like the movie, I liked Brandon Routh as that. I, I felt like he did a great job of trying to be Christopher Reeve. Um, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I know I've seen interviews with like Reeve's wife where she said like when she was on set, she felt like Brandon Routh like really embodied her husband very well. So like I thought that was cool. Not sure why they gave up on him so quickly, uh, but we got the reboot in 2013, starting the DCEU with Man of Steel. Three years later, we got uh, Ben Affleck cast as Batman in Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, which if you know me, I love Ben Affleck. I love his version of Bruce Wayne. His Batman's fine. Um, I'm still sad that we never got the Ben Affleck Batman movie. Uh, like we're getting the Matt Reeves one next year instead, but I, I'm sad we didn't get Ben Affleck re- writing, directing, and being Batman. Uh, I would have loved that movie. Um, so he got to face off against Henry Cavill's Superman in one of the dumbest cliffhanger, or not cliffhanger, third acts I've ever seen in a comic book movie. And I've seen a lot of dumb comic book movies. Um, Suicide Squad, we got like, you know, 30 seconds of Ben Affleck as Batman. So that was basically the highlight of that movie because that movie was kind of garbage. And the one character that I really enjoyed in that movie, uh, the Diablo guy, they ended up killing him off at the end. Like, I was really upset and disappointed by that. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, that was really dumb. Uh, he was one of the best characters on the show. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, uh, I will address the fact that next was. Next is the one DCEU movie that I actually think is very good, and that's the first Wonder Woman film. Um, I know we've talked about the uh, um, the no or the Dead Man No Man's Land scene before, and how yeah, no really well really well done that is. Um, didn't mind the origin story, and it's also because I do like Chris Pine, so I kind of enjoyed his character being part of like the origin story of why she leaves Thessalonica or whatever it's called. Um, next up, we get Themyscira, thank you. Uh, next up, we got uh, Justice League from Zack Snyder, which apparently was not really all Zack Snyder. We got Joss Whedon to come in and finish it up because he did such a great job on the Avengers and somehow completely missed every mark possible with Justice League and turned it into a, a half- comedic and uh, jason and i had this conversation as soon as we got out of justice league we, we were standing outside the theater talking and i literally said the saddest part about justice league is i can look at every single scene in that movie and tell you if Zack snyder directed it or if joss yep. whedon directed it it didn't yep. flow together it went from being like a really good well shot scene to now we're going to go to a comedy for the next 20 minutes and then we're going to go back to something that doesn't feel right with that anymore it's very uneven very disappointing justice league movie 
Aquaman was fine. Not anything great or amazing, but it was there. Soccer mom porn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Birds of Prey was uh, had a, a good cast, and I love Ewan McGregor, but just fell flat on every possible thing in that movie. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman 84, not a fan at all. I thought it was pretty stupid. Uh, and then I will say, as much as I did not like the original version of Justice League, I'm happy I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League because I wa- I liked it a lot more, but I will probably never watch it again. It's not something that I liked enough to ever be like, I'm going to yeah. sit down and watch four hours again. Yeah, um, even if it is in black and white, I don't really feel... Yeah, see, and that's the thing. Like, that, is, that is the only other way I will do it because obviously I watched it the day it came out in color. And yeah. I know that they've got the black and white version now. If I were to ever commit four more hours to it, it would only be to watch the black and white version and see how different it is. I agree. But it's Man not on my Steel. high priority list. Man of Steel, for me, is the high point of this entire lineup. Um, <laughs> and I, I know like- we've argued about this before, but there's a lot of things in this story that, that Clark Kent slash Superman does that I don't agree with. He steals from people. like he just He does things that I don't think Clark Kent should do, Whatever. and that's my biggest problem with the man in that movie. Man, that is a Clark Kent movie from from. Yeah, the but Clark guy. Kent is still the ultimate good guy. Like yeah. the Clark Kent, he's, wouldn't he's, he's not, Boy Scout. He's, he's Boy not Scout. a Boy Scout that you want him to be at the beginning of the movie. He is the Boy Scout after that movie. That's the whole point of that movie. Is he's he's got to learn who he is, and I, the fact that. Um, your boy Christopher Nolan was a huge executive producer on this, and had a had his little hands in this creative dough. Um, I I just think Man of out of this list, Man mm-hmm. of Steel is by far my favorite out of these. See, I what figured the, Nolan did all the uh, Krypton scenes with Russell Crowe. <laughs> that felt like that was maybe the best part of the whole movie for me, and I was like, that's got to be Nolan. It feels like a Nolan esque type vibe. <laughs> And, and I, I, thought Russell Crow, I thought Russell Crowe was really cool as Jor-El. Yeah, he's a good Jarrell too. I had no complaints. And I love that they brought him back for Justice League just for the voice. I thought that was great. But out of all the things that you did mention, besides Wonder Woman, because I think Wonder Woman was good beginning to end, but the um, five minutes of Ben Affleck as Batman kicking ass to rescue Martha was probably the highlight of all of that. See, I'm done. I'm sitting I'm sitting here going honestly. My highlight out of all like uh, we got eight years of stuff here. The highlight for me is the opening sequence of Batman v Superman when Ben Affleck is driving through the town while the fight is going on above him. Mm-hmm. Um, this the oh, Superman oh. the Superman yep. Zod fight is going on and he's racing mm-hmm. to. Uh, his building as he sees it collapsing and whatnot like that's out of all of these movies that's the one thing that i'm like that was really well done out of all of this i I Uh, can see that i agree wonder woman crossing oh yeah yeah. i'm sorry you're right yeah and that that, yes that goes without saying i'm saying that whole movie for me wonder woman i thought was iconic wonder woman until the third act was for me i did not like the aries twist and and all the stuff in the third act gotcha jason were you the one telling me something recently about Ares and and the third act of Wonder Woman? No, I must have, I must have been listening to some other podcasters. I remember 
hearing some stuff about why the third act of Wonder Woman was done the way it was, and I can't remember. You, you and I were talking about it. I can't okay. remember off the top of my head. They watched a movie. They saw a... Oh, crap. It might have been an MCU movie. Wonder Woman watched... I, th- I want to say they watched some comic book movie and literally uh-huh. like it was almost exactly the same third act as is what the they originally had world. written ah and so they pulled they pulled the and they reshot the ending and had to change it on the fly which might explain why it is the way it is that definitely would uh so we're all in they... agreement that wonder woman 84 was pretty much garbage oh, oh yeah, was trash. like no. terrible and, and it sucked because the cheetah stuff in the trailer looked like it had potential. Oh, and then I, I thought the cheetah stuff, the fight with cheetah looked all right. Yeah, um, five seconds of it, I guess. So between uh, you guys' opinions on the original Justice League and the Zack Snyder one, did you care for one more than the other? Did you like oh, his yeah, version? Snyder, I hate to admit, Snyder definitely. I mean, buckle up. You're going to be in there for four hours. Sure. But you... Two totally different movies. Oh, yeah. Because um, I was really curious why Fisher was so butthurt about his role in that movie and how he was represented. Sure. And then after you watch the Snyder Cut, you're like, yeah, I would be pissed, too. Because, I mean, I feel like Whedon just walked into the room and was like, nah, let's get rid of that, get rid of that, get rid of that. But and here we are putting all- blame on Whedon, but you know that there's those DC head head Executives, yeah. Oh, and they were like, you're in charge, you do whatever you want. Yeah, and I think he was just trying to streamline it because it was way too much movie. But Ray Fisher's parts were they humanized it yeah. <laughs> for being a cyborg. I mean, it definitely. Well, I mean, even even his dad specifically, the scene where his dad sacrifices himself is just amazing. Absolutely, and like as far I as mean, the storytelling and and why he does it and everything, it's just so good. Yeah, I walked out of the theater seeing the first time in the seventeen, and like I don't care anything about any of these characters at all. Yep. But after you know four hours of that, I was like, "Yeah, I, I get it now." You know, so I'll yeah, give I mean, respect. And, I, and the story was just so much better, and like the the getting of the mother boxes and the like pursuit of the mother boxes was done so yes. much better, uh, and it, and was explained a lot more to make make sense of of what it was and why it was yes. the way it was. He gave us the why in a movie. Exactly. Like, why should we care? And then yes, that four hours to get there, but we got a why, and I yep. I respect that. All right, so those are the big four chunks that I wanted us to talk about. We've now got like 70-some movies that we've still got to talk about. But what we're going to do here, we're not really going to talk about a lot of these. I'm going to I'm gonna list off the year in the movie. I just want you guys to let me know if you liked it. If you do want to say something about the movie, like a quick, I really liked this or I really hated this, feel free to do that. Uh, but we're, lightning we're, round. Yeah, we're basically a lightning round of comic book movies. <laughs> What's Jason looking up right now? I was trying to find the actual story on Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman, gotcha. In that, third, in that third act. Are you ready for the lightning round? Let's go. Let's do it. First up, 1982, directed by Wes Craven. This was one of the earliest comic book movies wow. I could find that we haven't talked about. Wes Craven directed 1982's Swamp Thing. Never wow. saw it. Never saw it? Okay. I saw that. Is that the one with uh, the model? Uh, what's her name? Heather... That's the return of the Swamp Thing. That's return of the Swamp Thing. Well, what's yeah. her nuts? 
Uh, other Locklear. Other Locklear, yeah. Yes, okay. So not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the first one was in 1982. I want to say it's Wes Craven's first movie, but I, I can't be held. I know, no. yeah, maybe. No, Last House on the Left is his first. Oh, you're right. That was 1978. Uh, yeah, so you're right, yeah. One of Wes Craven's earliest movies was Swamp Thing. Um, Never saw it then, no. Uh, I, I watched it when I was younger. It's it's not good. I don't know what. I think there was an Adrian animated. Well, who was it? Adrian Barbeau is the girl. Oh, oh okay. Maybe I did see that then. Yeah, chick from Baywatch. All right. Um, I, I believe there was an animated Swamp Thing show for a while that I watched, that? Yeah. and so for whatever reason, I that made me think, oh, I want to watch the movie, and I, I don't remember liking the movie, but I I honestly haven't seen it in a long time. So gotcha. Uh, followed up. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Steven Spielberg directed in 1986 Howard the Duck. Yeah, directed. He didn't direct it. Yeah. Okay, it was George Lucas. George Lucas. There we go. But Spielberg produced it, I believe. Uh, oh, Roberts of Meckins or something like that. But I could be wrong. Willard Hayek was the guy who directed wow. this movie. Oh, um, I thought I thought a famous person directed Howard the Duck. No, no. Howard the Duck. All right. So anyway, Howard the Duck, I loved when I was a kid because it had Marty's fucking mom in it. Leah um, Thompson, hot as hell. Yes, super hot. Almost has sex with a duck on screen. Almost fucked the duck. Literally yeah. fucked the duck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, not a very good movie. Very Jason, bad. you a yay or nay? Very bad movie. Yeah. But it's so it's so bad, it's almost good. So. Oh my God, Jeffrey Jones was great too, though. He had <laughs> his ass off as a bad guy. So I enjoyed it. Yep, 1988. We got uh, David Hasselhoff oh, as God. Nick Fury, agent of Shield. Terrible. I know I've seen the movie, but I don't remember anything about it, so I, I it really don't. Direct the TV movie, man. It wasn't yeah. even so like, and the you have 1988. Nick Fury's agent of Shield was 1998. What? So, yeah. Is this? Oh, so my fault. Uh, that's he missed a great year by one Wait, year. He's so close. Hold, hold on. It was 1998 that David Hasselhoff was Nick Fury. Yes, and he played. It was a direct-to-TV on Fox. Great. Yeah. How did I? Are you thinking of the Captain America movie that happened way back when? That was 1990. We, we'll get okay. that in a second. Before that, we right. got Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Loved it. I actually don't mind that. Like, I haven't watched that probably in 30 years. Wait, maybe not. It's probably been like 25 years. At least. Uh, But I I wouldn't mind watching that again. Like, there were certain aspects of that. Well, yeah, but there's certain aspects that are actually true to the comic that nobody else has done in any of the other movies. So, yeah, no, I thought it was great too. I have zero complaints about that movie. (laughs) I also remember. Vaguely, that it could have been named anything. Like Dolph Lundgren had so many of those early '90s <laughs> movies where he just killed people as the good guy for no reason. I feel like just, we're gonna call this one the Punisher. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, you, had, you had a direct-to-video movie, Captain America, in 1990. Yep, uh, which really, really bad. Yeah, horrid. That was one of the ones I got a I got a copy of it at one of our Wizard World uh, Chicago trips. Uh, I think I bought it on VHS while we were up there one year and extremely disappointing. Uh, the same year gave us the first Ninja Turtles movie. Ronnie Love Cox that. and Ned Beatty were in that Captain America movie. Ned Beatty was in it? 
Yeah, it's got a 3.2 on the <laughs> That's generous. Uh, so Turtles 1, obviously a great movie. I believe we all yeah. agree on that. Yeah. We've Turtles done an two. entire episode on this. Yeah, so. Turtles 2, an okay comic book movie. 1991, the same year as Turtles 2, gave us my all-time favorite comic book movie, no matter what, that Joe Johnson directed, The Rocketeer. Wow. Absolutely yeah. love this movie. As far as all the comic book movies, I put it up against all the MCU movies. <laughs> I love The Rocketeer. Even the I first the Avenger. Piece of Joe, it. John- <laughs> Joe Johnson, who did direct Captain America, the first Avenger, which uh, is high stuff. up on my list. Um, really I, I love The, the Rocketeer. Rocketeer. What's that? Movie. I said, I really enjoy The Rocketeer. It's a great movie. I movie. won't put it as high as you do, but... Yeah, instant classic. All right, so we got, a, we got a triple good on The Rocketeer. Uh, Ninja Turtles 3 came out in 93. Blah, yeah. it's what it is. 94. Uh, this is probably a movie that benefits from a lot of people not knowing it's a comic book movie, and that's The Crow. Because... Oh, the same thing with, the, with Blade. Like, sure. Blade's another one that probably nobody thought about the fact that it was a Marvel Mm-hmm. comic book character but the crow might be the, the crow's pretty damn near perfect as far as a film goes okay, i yeah. agree it's r.i.p brandon lee but yeah. all right yeah it is it is a it is a great story it's visually one of the most beautiful uh was that alex proyas or whatever yeah, did he Proyce. do this yeah Proyce, yeah um absolutely beautiful look to it the rain the the black it was and white depressing and dark stuff. And shit but yeah. yes so well done. The same year as The Crow, we got another comic book movie that I wish it was better than it was, and that's The Shadow, because <laughs> I, I love the character. that I grew up loving Darkwing Duck, and so as I got older, that evolved into reading The Shadow comics. I have the box set of all the Orson Welles Shadow radio. What evil lurks in the hearts of men. <laughs> yes. Love The Shadow. So excited for this movie, and was, I mean, when I was 14, I liked it, but as I got older and went back and was like, Oh, I love the shadow. I'm going to watch the shadow. Why did I like this so much? Like it's, mm. I mean, but Tim Curry is a great villain. ish. Sure. Like, and uh, Ian McKellen in it. Nobody. Oh yeah. That, so. Yep. <laughs> so like but it had I'm a pre- decent cast. Yeah. I'm predicting within 10 years, there'll be a reboot of it. Well, here's the thing. I, and because I follow the shadow a lot, Sam Raimi for 10 years owned the rights to the shadow Mm-hmm. So that he could make either a television series or a movie of it. And I want to say did. it was in 2018, those rights lapsed. So I don't even know who has the rights anymore. But the guy that I was like, oh, Sam Raimi would make an awesome shadow because he did Dark Man. Dark Man is the yeah. shadow. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, so I was super stoked. And he just he ended up letting his stuff lapse on it. So he does not have as as far as I know, no longer has control over the shadow, which is a bummer. Okay. Uh, 1994 saw one of the most infamous comic book movies ever made, which I own copies of uh, on VHS and digitally. Uh, it's garbage, but I love to laugh at it, and it's the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, I don't know why you ever paid to watch that. Like, I don't know. There, <laughs> God, it's so bad. Eh, it is what it is. It was. Uh, I bought my first VHS tape of it at one of our Chicago Wizard Worlds, and then I, I later ended up obtaining a, a digital version of it uh, for no monies. Um, but I, was, I, I, I am able to watch the movie to this day, and it is absolutely terrible. You have a movie where every time Mr. Fantastic is Mr. Fantastic, is basically off screen. Uh, Johnny Storm does not turn into the Human Torch until 
five minutes left to go in the movie. And when he does, it turns into an animated movie for that scene. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty bad movie. Have you guys uh, seen it? I've seen I aspects of it, parts of it, but I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah, I remember the big foam thing creature. Yeah, it yep. was a long yeah. time ago. It was bad. Um, also on Hulu, they have a great documentary about the making of that movie. And actually watching the documentary, it's kind of sad because, I mean, I, I believe it was Roger Corman that was trying to make it to make sure that he retained the rights to the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. But uh, all of the actors and the people involved in the production literally thought they were making like a real movie not realizing that Roger Corman was literally not ever planning on releasing it. He just had to actually cut together the movie to keep the rights. Uh, But he never had to actually theatrically show the movie. So it's kind of sad seeing interviews with all these people that were like, we gave it a hundred percent because we thought we were making a real movie. And granted them giving a hundred percent is kind of sad to say when you see the movie, but for them to think that they were making like a legit film, it's just kind of, kind of sad. Did either of you guys know that time cop was based on a comic book? I did not. I had no idea. If I did, I forgot. I did, I did. Did you? So there was actually a comic book called Time Cop where he went back in time to to catch bad guys. Yep, yep. Have you ever read him? Have you ever read him? Uh, I've never read the books, no. But this movie, um, it's probably Jean-Claude Van Damme's best acting, hands down, easy. (laughs) Not that that's a hard bar. That's a very high bar to get to. But... um, but yeah, this Mia Sarah's in the movie and plays. Yep. Um, lots of good stuff happens in this movie for me. So um, right on. I enjoyed really it. enjoyed it. Saw it at Norgate, Lowe's Norgate. On oh. The- <laughs> uh, 1995 gave us a pair of comic book movies with uh, Judge Dredd, Boo, and Tank Girl, Boo. Oh, God. Not, not a good year. Not that I, I remember thinking like it was really strange and weird but it was kind of cool at the same time so which one tank girl, tank girl. yeah oh, and i mean lori petty what had cute moments ice tea as a oh, yeah. kangaroo uh, man kangaroo <laughs> man yeah yeah weird. <laughs> uh, judge dread was just garbage uh the whole uh si morales twist at the end and then uh why why they oh thank you armando sante Uh, yes sorry yes armando sante thank you i know that i could be a doctor jesus anyway um useless knowledge that's waste (laughs) uh but judge dread came uh, a couple of years after uh demolition man which is obviously how rob schneider got his part in judge dread which was terrible yeah uh 1996 oh, yeah. we got we talked about pamela anderson earlier we're coming full circle back to her with barbed wire that was garbage yep <laughs> uh 1997 we had a good and a bad i enjoy the first spawn movie um Agree. no michael you didn't j. White. michael j white was was all right i had no um, problem with spawn for the most like like him playing that character was fine and i thought john linguizamo as the clown was pretty crazy too yep. but the yeah, overall exactly. i think the movie's just crap yeah, yeah. How do you how do you feel about uh, Shaquille O'Neal's attempt at Superman with steel? <laughs> Give us steel too, steel too. No, um, no. The uh, I've never seen steel. Okay, what? It's oh, terrible. It's not great. Mm, yeah, it's like, garbage. It's not was, great. If anybody doesn't know, steel was created because of uh, the the death, death of Superman. Superman. 
Yeah. And uh, he was the, he would, John, what is it? Henry John Irons. Henry Irons. Henry Irons. Okay. I remember it was a play on John Henry. Uh, yeah. Which is why they gave him a hammer and everything. So um, they, uh, yeah. So he was the black Superman, essentially, but it was all like a Tony Stark suit, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we've we've already addressed the 1990. So, so. I was going to say the the reading the comic books, Steel was pretty badass. Like, oh yeah, the books. really dug him as a comic book character, but like this movie did not do him butchered it. Yeah. Well, who who were the other three? They did. Uh, it was Man of Steel, Superboy, um, Last Son of Krypton, Eradicator, and the Last Son of Krypton. Okay. Well, it wasn't the Eradicator the Last Son of Krypton? Yeah. Oh, they, okay, yeah. there was, so who's the fourth one? Hair and the eyes. That was the last son of Krypton. There, there was Cyborg. Cyborg, Cyborg, so Cyborg, Superman. Last son of Krypton, the clone, and John Henry Irons. But yeah. Uh, and then to totally go out on the side real quick, which one of them ended up? Only one of them was actually the real Superman in the end. No, uh, none, of, none of them were. Okay. No. Okay. The 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 last son of Krypton was, or um, I'm sorry. Wasn't it the last son of Krypton that was like created half. from him? Yeah, I think it was half him and half Lex. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lex. Weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the list. We have already addressed that 1998 saw Blade, which was definitely a huge, uh, a huge bag of win for comic book movies in general, but yeah. definitely led to them going, okay, maybe we can do the X-Men now. And, you know, comic book movies aren't that terrible if they're done right. Because Blade, I mean, third act of Blade is kind of blah. Like, I third love Stephen Dorff, but... The beginning, that beginning sequence with oh, the blood... Uh, the blood, blood rave? Blood out the spring. Freaking awesome. So, um, we actually went three years without a comic book movie, which what? nowadays you can't go three months without a comic book movie coming mm-hmm. out. But from 98 to 2001, we got Josie and the Pussycats. Which, you know what? This movie. So this movie was written and directed by the people who also did Can't Hardly Wait. This was yep. their follow up to Can't Hardly Wait. Yep. This movie is really kind of smart and silly. Um, it's and it has du jour in it. Dude, DeJour is worth watching this movie for alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Want to Be Your Backdoor Lover is a <laughs> song. Um, but, like, uh, here you've got three girls. You get Rachel Lee Cook. You get Tara Reed. You get Rosario Dawson. And they're playing Josie and the Pussycats. And yeah. it's funny. It's silly. And the the music's catchy. That mm-hmm. they play. I still three uh three small word small words. Three small uh, words sounds right. Yeah, it is it's on my movie song playlist. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I made a Apple playlist that's nothing but movie songs, and that's in there, man. Along with DeJour's backdoor lover, lover. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so th- this movie, it's not the best movie, but it's definitely nowhere near the worst. This is a, it's kind of a silly, fun movie. Snow, do you pop it in and watch it? I have only seen it once. Not I a fan. Say, I have never watched it again. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, the next year, 2002, we got a sequel that I absolutely hate, but I seem to be in the minority in Blade 2 being complete garbage. Yeah, Did you I really? All right. The fight Casey? scenes, the, the choreography, even the soundtrack. I, I love the soundtrack of that movie. It was dope. Jason, <laughs> I'm a I I'm 
Blade does a fall for each one, each level for me. Um, I like it goes one, two, three for me. Uh, Blade two is just kind of it, it was it's fine for what it is. It's directed by um, Guillermo del Toro. Thank you, thank Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Um, and I think his horror aspect to it is really kind of cool. Um, but it, overall, it's just it's okay. I'd rather watch Blade One than watch Blade Two again. So yeah, I just I think even the story was better in Blade Two. I mean, the whole shit with Nomak and they kind of uh, expand upon the whole world with the vampires and everything. So I just hated Ron Perlman. Yeah, I thought Ron Perlman was terrible. <laughs> and you had Donnie in. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, so the next year we got we got the Hulk, which we talked about before on our MCU stuff. Movie is coming. Well, here's the thing. The director's cut of Daredevil is not bad. It is a far superior movie than what was released in theaters. And it's because Ben Affleck is the bomb in everything that he does. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I am a fan of Daredevil. I, I, I liked the original Daredevil when it came out. When I bought the director's cut DVD and watched the director's cut, I felt a lot less shameful admitting that I liked Daredevil. Um because I, I can admit that the first movie isn't like a great movie, but the director's cut adds a bunch of stuff that I think makes it a far more emotionally invoking movie than than what we got. But and not an Evanescence music video. Oh, the okay. Evanescence music video is amazing. I uh, we talked Garner, about the whole Jennifer Gardner in some tight leather pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't really go wrong with that. <laughs> Until you get to 2005, but we'll get there in a minute. Oh, God. Uh, we talked about the Hulk before, uh, not not in great detail, but this is Ang Lee's version of the Hulk with um, Eric Bana. Thank you. Uh, the thing that I appreciated most about this movie was the scene changes trying comic to attempt to look like comic book panels. Yeah. I, at the time, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it didn't really help the movie a lot not for me, all. though. I, I've, yeah. horrible in that. Oh yeah. oh yeah, 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 terrible. But, yeah, no, no <laughs> nothing good came from that movie at all, and other than Jennifer Connelly, but you know the rest yeah. was just terrible. Uh, all right, so we will jump to and next up is the third Blade movie, which I just don't understand how Jason doesn't like this. I absolutely love love the third Blade movie. Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King is just so much fun. And it was his and, audition for Daredevil or for Deadpool. For Deadpool, for sure. But <laughs> just like even the story where like he's not getting it's very much like um uh the newest bad boys movie. Like you've got this old school guy who has to team up with this new school group of people trying to do the same thing that he does, but with technology, and he doesn't like it. And like it's the exact same plot as the newest bad boys movie, and I liked that also. I I enjoy him having to work with Whistler's daughter. Um uh, Jessica Biel was very easy on the eyes. Ryan Reynolds was extremely sexy with his shirt off. Uh, I love, I, I love all of Hannibal King's dialogue. I think he makes I learned the new movie. cuss words. You learn uh, new cuss, cuss words, yeah. Juggling thunder cunt. I mean, that just <laughs> rang in my ears forever. I was like, that that's beautiful. <laughs> Dominic Purcell sucks as Dracula. He yes. is horrible. Uh, so you might, if you would have made a movie with just Hannibal King and his chick sidekick girl, I would have <laughs> totally loved that instead. No, you made a Blade movie. It's called Blade. I want to see Blade do some awesome shit, and he doesn't do awesome shit in that movie at all. 
That's why I hate that movie. I'm fine with I'm fine with Ryan Reynolds. He's okay. He's pretty much the only good thing about that entire whole film. Yeah, Jessica Biel showing her ass. So um, doesn't she shoot arrows around a corner? Also, that happened. Yeah, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, after that, we had Hellboy and The Punisher in 2004. This would have been the Thomas Jane Punisher. Yep, Thomas Jane yep. Punisher with John Travolta in it. Yep. Uh, not bad, not horrible, not great. Mm, agreed. Uh, boring. Hellboy really liked Hellboy. Yeah, first I Hellboy was it. really good. More Guillermo, and I thought it was also very good. Yep. Um, the next year, uh, oh, actually, in two thousand four, also was Catwoman, uh, which we don't really need to talk because oh, no. I don't think oh, there's. Okay, it's out of order. On I your... got it out of order on the list. Yeah, so Catwoman don't really need to talk about it because it's garbage, and I don't think any of us are going to disagree with that. Literally one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, 2005 gave us uh, five comic book movies. We had Electra, Sin City, Constantine, V for Vendetta. Three out of four were great. <laughs> or you should say five. five. Was that five? Electra, oh, fin- Electra, Fantastic Four, Sin City, Constantine, oh, and V for Vendetta. Yeah, three out of five. <laughs> yeah. Um, Electra was pretty garbage. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four was not enjoyable. Uh, nope. Sin City was good, but not great. I don't love Sin City as much as a lot of people do. I thought it visually looked amazing, yes. but I just didn't care for the stories. Like, I'm, I'm a guy that you, I mean, I love love actually, but because I like stories that intertwine and whatnot, and it just didn't work as well for me in Sin City. Um, Constantine was fun. Uh, I, 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 I counted Reeves, so I like that, that movie. Uh, and then V for Vendetta is, is absolutely amazing. I I, uh, I watch it me. once a year at least. Absolutely. Uh, I yep. think that's still a great movie, though. Wachowski's knocked it out. Yes, they did. Uh, Jason? Did they direct that or did they only produce that? Directed it. I'm pretty sure they directed it. I always considered mm. it Wachowski's movie. I thought they produced it, but whatever the case. Um, yeah. Out of those five... Um, Sin City is an amazing looking film. Yeah. But, James uh, McTeague, uh, they only wrote it. James McTeague directed uh, it. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, Viva not- Vendetta is an awesome film. I enjoyed it. Uh, Constantine is pretty decent. It's entertaining. It if it's ever on, I will watch it. <laughs> is Rachel Weiss in that? Isn't that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The She's Angela. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Fantastic Four, You, get, I mean, it's the best version they've tried to do of it, but I still just didn't think it was that good. You want to like it so bad. The Silver Surfer's in it. You know, you want to. No, like no, no. It. He was in the sequel. We're talking. He, about, oh, you're talking sequel. about the first. Fantastic. About the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You're yes, good. that was the sequel. You're right. That was 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we'll we'll jump to. There was apparently no comic book movies that I could find in 2006, so we'll jump to 2007 where we got three of them. We got the Fantastic Four sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer, which unfortunately was terrible, even though uh, Silver Surfer is a great character and Lawrence Fishburne as 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 the character should have been amazing, but he wasn't. Yeah. Um, Ghost voice. Rider came out that yeah. year, the Nicolas Cage-led oh. Ghost Rider, which God. had potential that it did not live up to. No. Um, Ghost Rider, and, it had some really cool elements to it. Yeah. Um, Eva Mendez is always easy to look at, but then, like at the very, very end, when um, 
when Nick Cage is going to take on Blackheart. Wasn't it Blackheart in that movie? Yeah. West Bentley, so, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's about to take him on, he runs into Sam Neill. Not Sam mm-hmm. Neill. No, Sam. Sam Elliott. Elliott. Thank you. Thank you. And then Sam Elliott and him like ride off towards like, we're going to go mess him up. And then all of a sudden, Sam Elliott's he's, just gone. He's done. That was it. <laughs> it was like he got to ride on a horse really yeah. quick. Yeah, I had to use the last then bit he of my power to get here. What the fuck? <laughs> you could have used two Ghost Riders versus Blackheart instead. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I, I. That's my main complaint about that. I thought it, I thought it was a. It, it's so weird because now we've we've gotten completely spoiled with the MCU being yeah. one of those things where like this is what comic book movies should be mm. over and over again. And even the worst comic book movie from M- the MCU is still better than most comic book movies. Yeah. Uh, especially when we're going down this list and I'm just yep. like, oh, oh, oh. And I watched that and I spent yep. time and I bought that on DVD. <laughs> I had and DVD I saw that at collection. midnight. I'm like, why oh. did I stay awake for that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That, and then our, our third one from 2007 was 300. Which Love is one that. that I was expecting you to say that it's one that I hate. I don't like the movie at all, and I'm apparently in the huge minority of that. But Dude. I did not enjoy that movie at all. The stylistic things that Zack Schneider did in that film, as well as like I, I just I I like that movie more than I like Gladiator, and people love Gladiator. Ooh, I hate Gladiator. I, I will not care. say that, but I will say I will. I like it. A lot. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I liked Gladiator. I just think that this is a better story yeah. for me. So I thought. I don't know. Cool. I don't know why my 2008 list has the Incredible Hulk on it because uh, we talked about that during the MCU movies. Uh, but the other ones from 2008, we got Wanted, which I loved, Punisher yeah. War Zone, which I thought was okay, was and Hellboy Two, which I thought was garbage. I've never seen. Yeah, the second one's not great. Uh, fight scenes definitely better in Hellboy Two. Okay, uh, they used the same guy who played Nomak in Blade Two, so you can tear Guillermo oh, likes okay. yep. his actors. So the fight scenes were definitely better, but story wise, it fell flat. Yeah, the only the reason wanted. you like Wanted is because Angelina Jolie's in it. So I mean, Angelina I Jolie is beautiful, but I also do enjoy the concept of it of learning how to curve bullets. The guy that plays the butcher or whatever was also in my uh, um, uh, hooligans, the Green Street Hooligans film. He plays wow. the older brother in Green Street Hooligans. He's the yeah. the butcher guy or whatever in in Wanted. Uh, I mean, Chris I'm, Pratt is a jerk friend. Oh yeah, yep. Um, <laughs> But Punisher if- War Zone's absolute shit, man. Like that movie was so Not bad. Good. Not I remember good. being okay. That's Ray Fish or Ray uh Ray Winstone. Win- Winstone? Winstone? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ray Winstone. Yeah. I again I've only ever seen it once, but I don't remember hating it when I came out of it. Yeah. Oh, I do. do you? Okay, man. Maybe maybe <laughs> I need to give that another go. Uh 2009 maybe. gave us Watchmen. So we're back to Zack Snyder again. Um I I like it. I don't love it. I, I enjoy it, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. The HBO television series was a phenomenal uh, yeah. accomplishment in television. Like the storytelling in the HBO series is far superior to the the, the movie version of the Watchmen that we got. Agreed. Uh, so uh, the director's cut is better. I'll say. Mm-hmm. 
I know Snyder does it again with his director's cut, I guess. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was not great. And it's mostly because if you're a big fan of the comic, the graphic novel, mm-hmm. to see how that translates. And you understand how some elements won't translate on the big screen. Sure. But it still just wasn't good. <laughs> the, the director's cut includes all the like the black sail stuff or whatever cut into it. A lot of that and just a lot of scenes he left out with them, uh, I guess, backstory and kicking okay. ass and stuff is, with the comedian. Is, is the squid rain scene in the director's mm-hmm. cut? No? no. Okay. All right. They they left that out. They saved that for the HBO one. <laughs> uh, 2010 was a huge comic book year. Huge. And some are good and some are garbage. Uh, we got The Losers, which I love. Yes. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I yes. love. Awesome. Kick Ass, which I enjoyed. Yes. Jonah Hex was garbage and Red oh. was garbage. Red was uh, fine. Red was fine. Yeah, for what Red it was what said. it is. <laughs> it was a lot better than Red 2. I'll definitely say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah Hex was one of the worst movies in the world. Yeah. yeah like Megan Fox made the check. There we go. Mm-hmm. Dude, and Hank Shane. Who nope. produced Jonah Hex? I don't know. You don't remember who produced it? I didn't produce it. Matt LeBlanc. Oh, oh wow. God. I did not remember that. Oh, you yeah. had to nope. say. Yeah. Oh, that's what he did with his money, huh? Uh, that's uh, that's yeah, awkward. Yeah, he, uh, he did. So 2011 gave us another Ryan Reynolds gem. Which I don't hate as much as most people. I admit it's not a good movie, but in 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 Jason and I's circle of friends, 10, 15 years ago, we all were assigned a Justice League character. Jason got <laughs> Superman. Uh, we had our friend Justin was the Flash. My wife uh, is Wonder Woman. Your wife is Wonder Woman. Our friend Phil was Aquaman, and I was assigned the Green Lantern. So I kind of had to want to like the movie, and it was Ryan Reynolds. But I, it's it's garbage. I know. I'm oh, just trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to justify it to to myself and Ryan Reynolds that it's not as bad as everyone says it is. But it is. No, sure. when the star thinks it's terrible, you know it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. Uh, the next year, thank God, we got redemption for Sly Stallone, and we got Carl Urban as Judge Dredd, and the yeah. only. Only thing that's wrong with Dread, the only thing that I I love the movie, it's really well done and really enjoyable. I wish I, I mean, I don't really wish, but I wish I hadn't seen um, uh, Raid uh, Raid Redemption right before I saw yep. Dread because it is that's literally nice. the exact same plot. Shot and, for shot with white people. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I just. I, I love Raid Redemption. I love the plot of it. I love uh, I love the working your way up the levels of the video game to get to the boss level. Um, oh, yeah. But those fight scenes in Raid Redemption are just so far superior to what they did in Dread. And Dread's still enjoyable. The the gunplay and shooting, yeah. yeah. It's just it it just sucks that the plot is so similar to Raid Redemption. Yeah, I say visually, Dread's probably a better movie, especially with the slow mo scenes and um, just how it was shot. Sure. But even the story, I think, was better in Raid, as well as the acting. I mean, well, yeah. and like that—that's the thing. Like Raid, overall, Raid story really isn't that amazing of a story. It's a pretty yeah. basic, simple story. They just yeah. executed it really well, and and you you feel the little bit of emotion that they try to give you at the end when you find out what's really going on. 
Exactly. When that happens, yeah. you're like, oh, that's kind of an emotional beat, and I feel it. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty simple movie that was just executed really well. I agree. The other uh, 2012 movie that we got was the second Ghost Rider movie. Uh, and as we've was- learned so far on this list, the sequels usually suck. I enjoyed it more, though, on some level. Really? <laughs> it had level? more Ghost Rider, but it still wasn't good. No, not not good at all. Followed yeah. up by a, a, another sucky, another two sucky ass sequels. Yep. Gas Two and Red Two both came out in 2013. Oh. Horrible, horrible not, sequels. Not good. Did you guys know the Snowpiercer was based on a comic book? I did. It is. Okay, I when I watched the movie, I did not until until I was putting this list together. Yeah. I did know that R.I.P.D. was a comic book, and yeah. the movie was complete garbage. Men in yeah. Black is not on your list. Huh. Oh, was Men in Black a comic book movie too? I missed that. Yeah, one. that's oh. another one. All right, yeah, I definitely missed that one. I was sorry, it popped into my head because R.I.P.D. is basically just Men in Black. So yep. yeah, I, I don't know how I missed it. Is it Dark Horse? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, Dark Horse. Uh, Sin City 2, I won't say it's a sucky sequel, but it is not on the level of the first movie, I will say. I I Frankenstein, I was not aware it was a comic book. Yeah, not good. (laughs) Comic book, don't care that it's a comic book. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. I like Aaron Eckert, but I don't know who has what on him that convinced him to do that movie. What year did that come out? That was 2014. He did that after Dark Knight. Too. Oh, yep. yeah. He needed to work. That sucks. Yep. Um, <laughs> he wanted a new boat. 20, <laughs> 2015 saw the reboot of Fantastic Four, which was absolute garbage. God, was um, so yeah, absolutely terrible. 2015 and then 2017 gave us two Kingsman movies. Um, I'm a huge fan of the first one. Didn't really care about the second one. Crap, man! That first one is so good, and it and I feel like it's like the Deadpool thing again. Oh, sure. Because like the first Deadpool is shocking, and it goes crazy, and you're like on this crazy wild ride, and but you're ready for it the second time. Yeah, yeah. Just not there. And I'm not the biggest Channing Tatum fan, but the fact that they pumped him up so much in the movie, and pretty much got rid of him, what? 30 seconds in the movie, maybe. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, he can't do any more scenes. I'm like, well, why is he in the cover of this movie? This is mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> well, and then if I remember right, well, and then Golden Circle does the does the uh, plot that we make fun of 24 for doing all the time, because if I remember right, Golden Circle had, one of the bad guys had infiltrated the, the group. Oh. Am, I, am I making that up? Well, Pedro Pascal was yes. working with a good guy, but he's kind of switched, I guess. Uh, yeah, good I guy gone bad, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe that. I just I remember whatever the the twist was in the third act of, of the second movie just completely took me out of the movie. I yeah, what dreams come true? <laughs> Life uh, is good, but it can be better. I mean, Pedro Pascal just needs to leave the helmet on and not try to act anymore. <laughs> this. Uh, 2018, we've already talked about Aquaman. I don't know why that's on the list again. Uh, 2019 saw The Joker. And The Joker is a fine movie as a not really comic book movie, but based on a comic book character. Yes. The movie's fine, but... It could have been caught 
anything but Joker. It could yeah. have been called Psycho or Mental Issues or <laughs> Unbalanced. But uh, DC yep. added some elements into it. You know what? We'll call it Joker. And I yeah. love Todd Phillips. I think yeah. he's a great director, but that just was not good. But Joaquin crushed it because that's what Joaquin does. And, and he did. And I have no complaints about his performance. And there are some scenes no. in the movie that I really enjoy. But like yes. overall, as a movie, I just didn't I didn't I didn't enjoy the ride. Yeah, I was kind of bored. Yeah. <laughs> really fucked up, man. Yeah. Uh, 20, 2019 also gave us the reboot of Hellboy. Horrid. David Horrid. Harbour Horrid. from Stranger <laughs> Things. Oh, and so I agree. Bad. It was terrible. More comic book accurate, but not great. No. Yeah. Just, Not just great. disappointing. Yes. Um, and then the last one that I've got on my list was last year's Netflix uh, COVID release with The Old Guard, which when it came out, I didn't know it was based on a comic book, but I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed most of the movie uh, as, 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 as a Highlander type immortal beings that shouldn't be able to be killed or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, I liked it, but some of the twists that they ended up putting in the, the third act of it were just kind of blah. Yeah. It fell short at the it, end. Yeah. So that is what it is. Uh, so uh, can you think of any more that I've forgotten? Obviously we didn't talk about men in black. Um, uh, I, I was, I was, going down various lists of bad comic book movies or, you know, Google searching for just random comic book movies to see what I could find. Ghost World. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yep, Ghost World. Uh, a, a very indie comic book. I, I remember the uh, Scarlett Johansson. I think it was the first time I saw her and Thora Birch was in it also. Yep. Yep. Um very indie movie based apparently on an indie comic book. When it when I watched it at Castleton Arts when, when Castleton Arts was open, um, and I remember enjoying the movie, but I, I it, it was it was weird that that was a comic book to me. Like when and like the movie does a lot of cool stuff, like like we were talking about with the Ang Lee uh, Hulk trying to make it feel like a comic book in the movie. I remember them doing a lot of art stuff and whatnot in in Ghost World. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't remember loving Ghost World, but I really think I've only seen it once. Yeah, I've only seen it once. I just remembered it being a comic book movie, comic and it's not on our list. So yep. I would say push because you try to think of uh, all. Of oh Chris yes, Evans. totally. How, how can I forget? I should have just Google searched Chris Evans movies because I mean, half of them are comic book movies. All comic book movies. The man. He's is... done what se seven different comic book characters now. Yep, something like that. Uh, we counted Scott out. Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Human Torch. Uh, Human Captain Torch. America. Captain America. Uh, uh, Push. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Losers. Losers. Snowpiercer. Yep, so that's six. Uh, it's kind of these are going order for me. Where are we at? <laughs> Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then let's just skip to Captain America. Push, Snowpiercer, Losers, Scott Pilgrim, and R.I.P.D. So yeah, it's seven. He was in R.I.P.D. Oh no, no, Ryan Reynolds. No, that was yeah, those Ryan Reynolds. Uh, uh, I feel like there is one more though. Oops, what are we missing now? Well, I will look it up yep, on my phone. Gotta look it up. Okay, I can't look it up on my phone now. Isn't that? But yeah, yeah Chris Evans comic 
book roles. Let's see what Google tells us. Oh, he's played eight comic book characters, according to Screen Rant. Uh, Come on, come on. Just give me the list. Captain America, the Human Torch, Jensen and the Losers, Lucas Lee and Scott Pilgrim, Curtis and Snowpiercer. Oh, well, this is bullshit. They say Loki in the MCU. Oh yeah, that doesn't count. That that doesn't count. Still, so it's seven. So yeah. Nick Grant and Push, and <laughs> Casey Jones in the oh, TNT movie. That's right. He did voice that. That's right. Wow. Which I should have known that because when we did our Ninja Turtles episode, I'm pretty sure you guys called me out because I thought it was. Um, I thought it was Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Yep. And I'm pretty sure Brandon corrected me on that one. So yeah. So there's another. Yeah. Uh, so Jason, what are we talking about next week? Next week is starting up, um, blockbuster month. Uh, so because of our scheduling stuff and we had to push this, this should have been our last May episode for our marvelous May stuff got pushed to this week. So the only person that it really hurts is Michael Bay because Michael Bay was supposed (laughs) to be our first, uh, June blockbusters month person we were going to talk about. Um, but Jason and I were talking earlier today, and I, I admitted I, I like few of his movies compared to how many movies he's made. So uh, he, he, he's made a 10-minute music video that I like more than half of his films he's made. So <laughs> we, uh, we decided to cut him out of, uh, of the episodes. And next week's episode is going to be Will Smith's career. Uh, wow. We are going to go through and look and, – and, We'll brush over a lot of his career, but we're going to look at his his summer blockbuster, like when he became Independence Day, essentially, I believe, is when he became the summer blockbuster guy. Uh, yeah. But we'll look at stuff like Wild Wild West and Gemini Man and um, I don't even know off the top of my head what his other summer. He's done a lot of summer hits. Men in Black was summer, too. Right? Summer, yeah. There we go. Men in Black. Yeah. Wow. Yep. What? Yeah, please. Oh, Bad Boys, yep. Bad Boys that, wait, that was a February release, wasn't it? I thought it was an August release. Okay, well, we Bad Boys Two was up. definitely Bad Boys Two was at least summer. I remember watching that summer of my cousin. But yeah. You are probably right about Bad Boys. Yeah. The release date was. Oh, you might be right. It might have been March or April. April seventh. There you so go. We could probably still. I mean, that's still like. <laughs> pre-summer like we'll still talk about bad boys the most recent bad boys i believe was an august release so that that'll definitely fall in there latest bad boys was a february released oh that one was february okay yeah bad boys for life was january okay cool so we might not talk about that one uh but yeah so next week we'll uh we'll be looking at will smith and and his blockbusters and uh that will be our first blockbuster entry uh for the month of june and yeah so not not a super long episode we breezed through most of this snow this ends the snow trilogy and you do not have to answer the horowitz questionnaire this week so i did it the first week yeah he did it the first week yeah 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 uh, so thank you so much for joining us for these three weeks. Uh, it's been fun. When, when we decided to do comic book stuff, I knew that there was nobody else I wanted to have on to talk about this stuff than you. You are you are my comic book guy. I hope we get to go to a con next year together, maybe. I hope so. I, I hope so. Maybe 
sometime at the end of the year if the world is open back up. Getting we'll back up. To we'll have to yeah. see what they do. I haven't seen or heard anything about Chicago yet, so no um, clue. Nothing's I, been posted. I, I, yeah. Andy's got popcorn, but it's like the whole cast of the office. So, oh, is that know. it really? Yeah. yeah. I probably I probably won't be be going out in public for that. But maybe yeah, next no. year we'll be able to get back to Chicago together and uh and we'll get to do a, an in-person con and see see how different they are. All right. So yeah, I mean they were pretty they were pretty crowded in, back in the day. So we'll see we'll see how different things are when they come back. Well, everybody's still probably wearing a mask because you know that's just how uh, it works. That's Cosplay. true. <laughs> uh, so, Mayor, as fun. always, thank yeah, dude. It's been a blast having you on. Uh, we will we will eventually uh, we're going to eventually expand and do a couple of trivia episodes. We're we're working on our format and whatnot. Uh, whenever we do like the Uber nerd uh, trivia episode, we'll definitely have to have you and see if we can get Richmond on here and find another Uber nerd friend of ours to to answer comic book questions and, and nerd stuff with. We come in handy. So, yep, Mayor, thank you as always for another week of fun. I look forward to talking about Will Smith with you next week. And everybody that's listening, thank you very much.